Sometimes one little bit of information is all it takes to push someone over the edge. And once they're over that edge, there's just no stopping them. And you walk back to the kitchen where you see a bival cutting up some fish. You see a mon calamari cutting up some squid and throwing it into a pot. Uh, it's all very steamy back here. There's refrigerators, there's hot pans and plates and stuff. And you see a very large person with oily black skin wearing a, an apron and pulling something out of a deep fryer. Oh, so, so this is this is where a sausage is made. <laughs> Sir, you can't come back here. This is the kitchen. I think this is exactly... You have to wash your hands. This is exactly where I need to be. They're pulling on your bathrobe now, trying to get you out. <laughs> um, he just keeps on moving. This person has their back to you right now. They have just pulled um, some little rings out of a deep fryer and are shaking the oil off of them. He goes up behind him. His thing has a nice uh, point on the back of it. Is that right? Yeah. One side's pointy, one side's blunt and heavy. He's going to go up behind this guy, and he uh, kind of pokes him in the back with the uh, pointy edge and says, uh, you look like a bronchus to me. Bronchus? He slowly turns his large head and looks at you with a, a beady black eye. Broncus. Yeah, isn't that who you are? He turns around. He towers over you. He's got about two feet on you. I am not the Broncus. But you look exactly like the picture I drew. <laughs> I do not look like that. That is an insult. Well, I think it looks pretty good, but... So, this person is very similar to the description of Broncus. Uh, except as he turns around, you see that he's got two white streaks around his eyes. Okay. Basically looks like a killer whale. Okay. And as he's talking to you, you notice very sharp, pointy teeth in his mouth. So so whereabouts am I supposed to find Broncus? The person you're talking to uh, looks around you and calls back, Fisbok, going to need a minute. And the Mon Calamari uh, reacts, Take your time, we're not busy, go out, go back. Get that, get that guy out of here, he can't be back here. And this guy says, follow me. And he leads you down a hall. And stop poking me with that stick. I gotta poke, I gotta poke something. So this large, dark-skinned, oily person leads you out into the alley behind. Bronk Tony's five-ounce business. As he turns around and leads you out, you notice that he's got a pair of nostrils on the back of his head. Alright, never seen a guy like this before. <laughs> You're out in the alley. There's a bunch of trash cans. Food garbage is really smelly. You see some stray love cats fighting over a little fish. Ah, this is a, this is a, what a what a lovely smell you've discovered out here. Very funny. Now, what do you want with Broncus? Oh, well, you see this uh this old stick. Uh, I, I I gotta have him at the end of it. That's really what I need. What you are saying is you want Broncus dead. And that and uh. I gotta get a, something something special to me back from him. Well, if you want Broncus dead, I am not going to help you. I was surprised to hear that. It seems like everybody wants him dead. Why would I want my brother dead? You tell me he never took anything from you? No. My brother's a good boy. Well, that, He's I... just gotten into trouble. 
All right. Well, you tell me where he is. I promise I won't. I won't kill him. I do not. I don't know you. I don't believe you. You know, I, I've got to get back to work. This is not worth my time. Um, can I try and coerce him? Yeah, you could. What is coercion? Is not uh, is is that threatening? It's threatening. Okay. So John Shondagus takes his pointy stick and he smashes it into the wall and explodes the light that's illuminating them out in this alley. Yeah, it's and he says uh, down here now. He says I, I promised you I I wasn't gonna kill Broncus, but you better tell me where he is right now, or you'll be. You'll be, you'll be very, you'll be swimming with the, the fishes that you're chopping up in your restaurant. All right, so you're gonna roll coercion, and it's going to be against this guy. It's two, uh, two purple, and um, because you are our special rule, if you say the thing you're saying, you get a boost die. So. And my coercion, I have one rank, uh-huh. and my will is. Three? Mm-hmm. No, is it two? Looks like you wrote three and then you erased it. It's three. Okay. So yeah, three dice. One of them is yellow. The others are green. I got six successes <laughs> and two threats. Oh, no, yeah, two threats. Okay. Six successes. Has that ever even happened before? That is the best you've done in a long time. Well, it's not a triumph, but I was very, very successful at scaring this giant scary yeah. man. He is not, um, he, he might be a little bit of a wimp, actually. So you smash that light out with your, uh... Pongo stick? Your aqualish weapon. Yeah. And the, this person, uh, stumbles back away from the broken glass and away from you and is, like, cornered in this dead-end alley that you're in. And his eyes go wide. What, what, what do you need to know? need to know where he is at and that's that's all I need to know actually I haven't talked to him in a long time but he's working for future forward galactic well that that just figures doesn't it so you haven't seen him but you know who he's working for I think he's working construction I don't know but you know what you don't know what he's what kind of construction he's doing no he was always demolition expert He's very good at taking things apart. Well, I promised you I wouldn't take him apart, but uh, I promised I wouldn't kill him. I might take him apart a little bit. I'm sorry I don't have any more information about him for you. Yeah, it's all right. Go, get back to work. You got How many threats did you get? Two. He uh, runs back in the restaurant and the door slams behind him. Um, I'm, not going, I'm not going back in there. Oh, good, because it's locked. <laughs> I figured... I've burnt that bridge. Mm-hmm. So I'm leaving through the alley. Yeah. I'm gonna... So there's a bunch of... You know, there's like this block of old buildings, old apartments and new apartments. Yeah. And then there's just a bunch of, like, construction happening, right? Yeah. So there's one block between where you are and the square of apartments that has your house. And that block is about a half-finished set of apartments about half done and the one that is a block further than your apartment is being torn down currently all right so i'm gonna oh wait so one one's being built and something else is being torn down yeah what's the most where are most of the 
workers right now? Um, I'd say it's equal uh, between the two places that are being worked on here. All right, well, I'm going to go to the one that's closest to me, which is the one you're... About halfway done with. Yeah. Okay. All right, so you uh, leave the alley, go back around the front of this building, and go down to Fumba Avenue again. And you spot the high-rise under construction. There's a large electric fence around it. There's a gate with a security guard letting trucks through and stuff. What you can see uh, beyond the fence is, uh, I think we said it was like a sort of future retro, clean lines, a lot of white with spots of bright colors here and there. Mm -hmm. Orange, like a ochre orange and, and blue. And it looks like they are not only building up towards the, the ceiling that is above Little Onderon, but it looks like they're building downwards as well, probably like parking garages and stuff down. No, no wonder there's so much traffic around here. Like, they got everything all blocked off, and they're going up and they're going down at the same time. Got everything blocked off, and they probably tore out a, a parking lot to put in private parking. Yeah, it used to be public parking here. It used to be a meter here. What do you want to do? Um... He's just going to walk right into the construction site. Um, you start to walk right into the construction site, going through the main gate with the security guy, the security box. And a droid wheels out. Stop! You there. This is a restricted zone. Yeah, that's alright. I, I, uh, I work here. By the state of your dress, that does not appear accurate. It's my day off, alright? So... Why don't, you, why don't you lay off? Why don't you go uh, build some more stuff as slowly as possible? I'm afraid I will need to see some identification. Here's my identification for you. And he, and he, uh, he uh, brandishes his uh, stick. He doesn't uh, hit him. He just swings it in his face. He's going to coer- try and do more coercion. Okay. Kind of what it's programmed to not be afraid of. Yeah. It's one purple. It's easy? Yeah. Security droids are easy to coerce. They have um, ranged light and vigilance, and that's it. No discipline. I'm just going to go for it. I got four successes. Okay. So the security droid has, like, it's just got a a single little uh, photoreceptor in the middle of its head, and it moves its head up and down and says, Your form of identification is valid. And it backs up into its box. All right. Uh, so he keeps walking. He's walking. Did you get it? You didn't get any threats or anything no. this time. So you can't be like can't do, put can't an alarm like, on or anything. Nope. Okay. okay. Yeah, you walk in and um, there's a large wheeled machine trying to come in the gates right behind you, and it's honking at you because you're just walking and walking right in the middle of it. Yeah, hey, uh, I'm trying to walk here. What are you doing? <laughs> get out of the way. Why don't you get out of my way? Get out of the way! Hey, you know what? I'll, I'll get out of your way. He's gonna try and pull this guy out of the giant piece of construction equipment. Alright, so you walk out of the way, start to let the construction equipment go by. Mm-hmm. And then and he then... climbs up and opens the door and tries to pull the guy out. Uh, hey, hey, what are you doing? <laughs> Give me an athletics check to see if you can do it. Okay. My athletics, I have one rank and my brawn is four. You're clearly going to be able to do it. Yeah. Pretty athletic. What do I have to roll? So it's three greens, a yellow, and two purples. Um, he's got a seatbelt on. You get a black die. 
Oh, man. Yeah, I'm rolling really well today. This is better than Lucky has ever rolled. Yeah, I got two successes and an advantage. Mm -hmm. All right, so the seatbelt was on, but he just slides right out of it. And you drag him out of this construction vehicle. What's your advantage? Um, I drag him out, toss him onto the ground, Uh and close the door, and now I'm driving this giant... Oh, I didn't realize that that was what you were doing. Yep, now I'm driving it. (laughs) I was going to suggest the advantage of you pull him out to interrogate him, and it just keeps going. Nope, I'm just driving driving it. Okay, what are you going to do? So I'm driving, and I'm kind of just trying to destroy as much stuff as I can with it as I drive through this construction site. Um, This guy's now running after you. What does the construction vehicle look like? It's it's massive. Mm-hmm. It's it's about it looks like if you tied about four garbage trucks together. That's like double wide or yeah. double long. Double wide and tall. It's just a giant cube. That's a cube. And uh, it, it's going maybe about fifteen miles per hour. That's where it tops out. Yeah. I think that this was made. This machine was made for like leveling like mountains underneath it so that they could be turned into flat surfaces for yeah. cities. So it's got, they're not on right now, but it's got sort of engines on the bottom that just shoot out blasts of hot material to flatten whatever is under it. Yep. They're not on right now. Yeah, they're not on. And my advantage is that John Shandongas, he's, he's familiar with this. He hasn't really used it before, but he's used... He's been on construction sites. Yeah, he knows what this is. Yeah. So yeah, he's riding. Yeah, he's driving. This guy's running after. He um, grabs onto whatever little hold there is in the back and tries to dig his feet into the ground to stop him, but it just keeps going. Yeah, that's not going to happen. He's crashing into some, like, scaffolding mm-hmm. that's, like, kind of tumbling down around him. People over are up blocks. there, and they're just hanging on the to loose scaffolding now. Yep. Um, there's a Wilhelm scream. Yep. Wilhelm scream. So he's just driving around. He's looking. He's he's looking at. He's got his head out the window. He's looking around. He kind of ducks in when like a brick like falls. Uh, yeah. Flies by. There's a little. It looks like it's a some sort of movable construction trailer kind of thing. Yeah. He's yeah. looking for that. Yeah. And he sees it, and somebody comes out onto the little prefab porch that's in front of it with their hands on their hips looking at the carnage that John Chandagas just ripped. Yeah. Uh, John Chandagas has got his hat the window and you see he's... him reach for a uh, comlink box on the wall. John Chandagas is heading straight for this. This is like the foreman's trailer. Yeah. He's unwaveringly heading straight for it. And this person's calling somebody and talking to somebody right now. But you're just keep going and it looks like it's almost going to be too late he's, he's still talking to someone on the phone but then he jumps out of the way as this large leveling machine runs over just destroys the, the trailer. trailer yep it's gone yeah just goes right underneath it and he's still going now now he's past it and it's just like just a crumpled like uh it's been flattened into something that's about three feet high off the ground uh-huh is this thing on wheels or does it hover? I think it's like hovers 
I got. I don't really know. It might. It probably has some wheels on the side. Yeah. Like big, like like big tractor wheels, wheels or like tank treads. I think it's got like tank treads, like on the very far sides, and then mm-hmm. it's got like the maybe like, it's got like four tank tank treads. Yeah. Something impractical. 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 What is uh? What is John <laughs> trying to do here? He's trying to destroy this company from the inside. So he's not going after Broncus anymore. So that foreman jumped out of the way? Yeah, he was a godal. A godal? Uh-huh. Hairy face, horn kind of things on the top of his head. I'm just gonna... I don't know if I should flip a light side, but I'm gonna say that I want John Chandongus to jump out. Mm-hmm. I want him to, like, put a brick on the ignition and jump out and just let that thing keep like carving a path of terror through the city yeah so i'm gonna I'll, I'll say like maybe i flip a light side and a brick has fallen through the passenger seat window like a cinder block mm-hmm. he tosses it on the um accelerator accelerator and hops out hops out all right this machine is heading south straight towards famba avenue famba avenue yeah isn't that where i live well you live you live to the east of here oh okay. one block east so the machine is just going, and it crashes into one of the built walls of this apartment complex, and, and keeps going, and just grows right through it. Yeah, leaves a perfect. Cube. Well, it's like skimming the side of it, so it's like taking out the whole length of a wall. Okay. Yeah. And what is John doing? John's going for that foreman, that Godel. All right. Picks him up by the by the shirt collar. Hey, what are you doing? I'm looking for. Broncus, and I'm and I'm uh, I'm not I'm not gonna ask more than once. I don't know Broncus. Sure you do. You, you y'all you feature forward folks know each other. If he works for us, I could have looked him up on the computer, but it was in my trailer. Well, how else are you gonna look us up for me? At this point, the um, big machine has finished crashing through the building, and it's now crashing through the electrified fence. Uh, and kind of pulling it with it towards Bamba Avenue. Alright. I don't need to I don't need to show you how serious I am. You're crazy. So how are you gonna tell me where my good friend Broncus is? He uh takes out his drawing uh-huh. of uh Broncus that he's kind of pretty proud of. It's pretty crumpled up at this point. <laughs> <laughs> and got c- covered in dust. It's like this guy, this guy right here. What is that? Is that a Dresselian? Is that... Uh-huh, a what? Uh, what is it? Well, it's a human sausage and his name is Broncus and he wears a jumpsuit and he works for you. It doesn't look familiar. You think he works over at the at the other construction site across town? Maybe. We had sites all over the city. Well, how can I figure this out? Who's a, who's a foreman over there? His name's Jim Sachs. Jim Sachs. You're telling me. <laughs> I'm walking around here all day, and Jim Sex knows what's going on. He's been lying to me. I don't know what you're talking about. Why don't you get Why don't you get Jim Sex on the on your phone for me? You crushed my phone. There's gotta be another phone around here somewhere. All right. So at this point, you hear honks because this machine has gotten almost to the edge of Fomba Avenue, and like all the other main thoroughfares on Coruscant, Fomba Avenue is like a cliff. Mm-hmm. And there's traffic all going all over the place at all different levels. And the machine has gotten right to the edge. 
and it's starting to go off the cliff. And both you and this foreman just stare at it as it gets to the edge, falls off, and disappears. <laughs> it's going to make a great sound somewhere. It takes a while, but it does. There's a lot more honking. And now at this point, because I have a little dark side point that I'm going to flip, you start hearing sirens. Well, you're going to have a lot to explain. I guess I'm going to find Jim Sacks again. I'm going to have to... I might have to... I might have to... He might be dead, too. <laughs> well, wish you the best of luck. And he's going to leave through the hole that he's made. Don't go here under arrest! I, I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't do anything. <laughs> you guys are the ones who are destroying this neighborhood. You must have made all these holes. Sirens are getting louder. Um, well... See you later. <laughs> <laughs> he briskly walks away. Okay, give me a um, streetwise. That is... Uh, I bought myself a rank in streetwise. Okay. I have one rank. And my cunning is two. So a green and a yellow. And got any reasons for a boost? I'm going to flip a light and boost my green to a yellow. I guess uh, he's going to take, take a boost... Because he he does not look guilty. Because he does not feel guilty about what he's just done. <laughs> Alright, No, is that... It's not good enough? No, that would be it for a different role. So this one... Oh, this is streetwise. This is streetwise. This is trying to find a place to, to duck in before the cops come. I'm just going to roll it. Okay. Correct answer to the boost was that I've lived in this neighborhood my whole life. Yeah, but then I was like, but it's changed? Yeah. I didn't. I did not. I did not succeed. You did not succeed. But I got a triumph. Ooh. Okay. So there aren't a lot of hiding places between this big construction zone and your apartment. Knowing knowing John Shondangas, he's just casually walking down the street with his gaffy stick over his shoulder. Yeah. Uh, as chaos unfolds behind him and the cops uh, are driving by, what's what do you want with that triumph? What else so did I got, you get? I got two failures. Yeah, uh, one advantage. advantage and a triumph. So the police—they uh, see you. Yeah, they see me. So I didn't hide. Mm -hmm. Do they know I did it? I'm gonna say that my triumph is the police uh, see me. They—they mm -hmm. they pull up. I'm assuming they're probably talking to this Godel guy. Yeah. So um, a pair of blue cruisers fly by. They are. Sort of like clone gunships, but a little, a little on the smaller side. They've got some panels around the sides that sort of look like TIE fighter wings. Yep. And they've got their sirens going. One of them drives into the under construction apartment. A pair of clone troopers hop out, helmetless, and with their guns holstered, and start talking to the Godel, who points towards you. Here's my triumph. Uh huh. As a, uh, he's pointing towards me. So the this like gunship is kind of parked between me and them, uh -huh. um, and it's right in the hole that was kind of dug out by that yeah. giant vehicle, and it's right next to the building that got sideswiped. Yeah. Uh, as they're pointing and turning around to look at me, part of the building crumbles and falls and crushes their gunship underneath its weight. Okay. Yeah, that building part of it has collapsed on top of their gunship, and it's also created like a kind of like a pile of rubble between me and them. Okay, so this thing collapsed on the ship and there was a, a small muffled explosion from within the, the metal and brickwork. And you see the, the clones are surprised and they're like, 
hop backwards and the the godel's very surprised and cowers a little bit you just keep walking yeah yeah i just keep i'm heading i'm heading back to my apartment complex okay i gotta see if i can find jim sacks unless he's at work so you head down Fomba Avenue and uh, around the corner to Dagu Street. There's a little fence. You've got an alley behind your house with a little with the gardens that leads to the gardens. And there's a little fence, but you yeah. can probably hop that fence. Yeah, John Chandagas hops right over it. Yeah, no, you don't have to roll that. You would you, you would definitely do it. You got the brawn. You got the agility. You head towards your community garden behind your apartment. He's 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 running now. Yeah, he's trying to gain some momentum. So that when he crashes into Jim Sack's door, it's going to break all the locks and fly straight open. That's what he's going to try and do. That is going to be a check of some sort. So what are you? What are you doing? You run and just take a shoulder to the door. Yeah. Let's make it brawl. Let's brawl. make it brawl. Yeah. And it's a metal door, so it's going to be hard. So three difficulty. I have two rank in brawl, uh-huh. and my brawn is four. Two yellow, two green. He's got a bunch of really he's got fun really talents. Good talents. They all have to do with like hurting people. Yeah. So you might get to use them. Yeah. Uh, you got a running start. So take a blue. Yeah. He ran about twenty feet. Mm-hmm. He got two success and a triumph. So the door flies in under John John Dominguez's running attack. Yep. Flies in and hits the far wall. This apartment is also a mirror of yours. Oh, this place is making me dizzy. (laughs) (laughs) It is sparsely furnished, a wooden floor, there's a little bonsai tree in the corner. There's some cushions on the floor and sort of a chest kind of thing in the corner. It's got to be in that chest. He walks over and tries to open this chest. It is locked. Of course it's locked. With a traditional metal lock, kind that opens with a key of all things. Hmm. Well, I don't know how to pick a lock, but I might know how to break a lock. So how, how would John Chundagas go about breaking a lock? Well, he'd probably just hit the lock dead on with his weapon, so yeah. do a melee attack. Alright, roll melee attack. His melee is also, it's even better than his brawn. Okay, so it's going to be average difficulty, so two purple. It's a small target, maybe a setback for a small target. Uh, sometimes, sometimes there's not a good enough reason to use a triumph. You could see something in the room. You could. It would probably come directly from the door, hitting the door in. So when you hit the door in, something else happened. Is it dark in here? Is it light? Um, it is darkened. It looks like the shades on the sliding glass door are drawn. You know Jim Sachs well enough that you know that he likes privacy. Mm-hmm. So when he kicked that. When he knocked that door in and it flew to the opposite wall, uh-huh. it made contact with like a there's like a little desk cabinet, mm-hmm. and it's pretty dark in here, but he can see a little twinkling object. Yes, he walks over and he pulls out the key. Pulls out the key. Walks yeah. over, uses the key, unlocks instantly. It's full of Tamari's babies. Yeah, her babies. <laughs> Great. Well. I'll let her know they're in here after I uh, kill Jim Sacks. <laughs> He's just kind of walking around. He does like a quick walk around um, using his stick to just knock everything and anything off of the surfaces of tables and shelves uh-huh. to see if his meteor... It, you can't you can't hurt the meteor. No. You could burn... He could burn this whole apartment building down. <laughs> the meteor would still be there. Yes, it would still be there. 
Alright, so you you walk around the, the bottom floor. There's not much to knock over, but you knock over like a little uh, bonsai tree and the dirt spills all over the, the floor and the pot breaks. And you knock over some food in the kitchen and some eggs break on the floor. And you head upstairs to Jim Sachs's bedroom and probably like flip his mattress up. Yeah, flip it over. Use the blade part to cut open the pillows. <laughs> There's nothing. There's nothing in there. This place is clean. It means I need to find. I need to find Jim Sachs and get to the bottom of this. He's probably got it on him. He's probably trying to sell it right now. You uh, walk back downstairs and you notice that of all the things you knocked over, you also knocked over the keys to Jim Sachs's speeder. Oh, well, these will come in handy. When I was on the uh, in the kitchen, is there any kind of like work schedule or calendar? Sure. Uh, anything marked for this particular day of the week? No, he keeps his calendar writing free. All right, well... There's some colors on it, but you might have to do something to figure out what those colors mean. Well, he's probably at work, and he probably walked there if his speeder's still here. I guess I'll just take his speeder over there to the other construction site. It's right next door. That's not gonna... That's not gonna be worth it. But I might as well go through his car to make sure he doesn't have my meteor in there. <laughs> You head out of uh, Jim Sachs's apartment and go around the corner uh, on Camp Road to the garage. It's like a community garage where everybody keeps their speeders. It's tight, but you see Jim Sachs' speeder. It's nice. It's nicer than what you'd be able to get. Mm-hmm. Oh, it must be nice. Yeah. Get that. Getting all that foreman money. Uh-huh. It's a convertible. All right. Well, he does have a very big head. Yep. I guess I didn't even need the keys to rummage through this car. Nope. So I just go right in through the top. Going through the top. Use the keys to open up the uh, glove compartment. Glove compartment. Yeah. Like the um, meteor is a little too big to fit in there. Yeah. Gotta pop the trunk. Pop the trunk. There is one more baby in there. What? This is now. This is a real mystery. <laughs> My one baby would have ended up in this trunk. Is <laughs> is beyond me. You know what? I think Jim Sachs is a weirdo. <laughs> But other than that, there's a there's a baby and there's a an ice scraper. An ice scraper. Oh, yeah. well, sometimes it gets icy on this level. John Shondongus puts this baby in his pocket. Justin, my beers kept your mouth up. It got up my nose, though. Oh boy. So he's got, he's got his, he's got his, the baby in the pocket. Thanks for listening to another episode of Coruscant Nights. Thanks to Doug for playing on these episodes. You can find Doug's art at DougCEpperhart.com, and you can follow him on Instagram at VoidBoy.art. Our music is by Mark Eberhart and Nick Scourin. You can find Nick's music at pro-am.bandcamp.com. Thank you to those of you who have donated to our coffee account this week. Thanks, Britt, Adam, and Michael. You can help support the podcast, too. Just visit ko-fi slash Coruscant Nights. You can find us on social media at Coruscant Night on Twitter, and you can email us at CoruscantNightsPod at gmail.com. Love the show and want to show your support? 
leave us a five-star review on iTunes or visit our Patreon. Check it out at patreon.com slash Coruscant Nights.